Hey, I'm Jesse. We've arrived in our devotion plan at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Could be the most offensive verse in the Bible in some contexts, at least for now. This wasn't the case not so long ago. Our culture becoming ever more liberal, having untethered itself from scripture, has deviated farther away from the word of God. And now what was commonplace, you know, accepted within the church is now largely unaccepted. I was speaking yesterday uh, with a consultant who works for like a large, um, a large parachurch organization. And he, he said that probably 85% of pastors today are what's called egalitarian, meaning they believe that women are called to be pastors too. Now this is directly contrary to the text that we're going to read today. Uh, egalitarianism, as we talked about before, is the belief that uh, men and women are absolutely equal. Now here's why I object to the word egalitarian, because I'm super complementarian, and I believe that too, dude. I believe that too, my sister in Christ. Like, what, what, uh, <laughs> what are you accusing me of? Like, obviously, I believe men and women are equal. I just believe this book, I believe that it's inspired by God. I believe that God meant 1 Timothy chapter 2. I just believe that God meant it. On the other side is complementarian. So I realize that my egalitarian friend doesn't like that label either. They're like, what, do you think I don't know basic anatomy? You think I don't know that men and women are different and they complement one another? Of course. I think we need new nomenclature for this debate. But I think the tiebreaker needs to be scripture. This is the authority. This is what God said. Here's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. A woman is to learn quietly with full submission. That's what it says. This is the word of God. I've seen this verse used in memes by atheist groups. And I've seen this verse used as the reason that people would give for disavowing not only the 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 Bible but the, like the you know the the whole gospel itself and even the existence of God by the way I think even if I were an atheist I would say hang on a second that's that's a non sequitur like just because you don't like this verse doesn't mean that God doesn't exist that's a quantum leap into something illogical it simply says what it says do not, do not be offended by this into disbelief. There are plenty of things that I don't like. They're just true. Okay, there are plenty of things that I have a distaste for. They're just true facts. This is what God said. That's a true fact. This is in the word of God. That's a true fact. This is in the Bible. That's a true fact. A woman is to learn quietly with full submission. Is going to go, oh, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. I do not allow a woman to teach or have authority over a man. Instead, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and transgressed. But she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with good sense. We're going to cover those tomorrow, but for now, let's talk about this. A woman is to learn quietly in full submission. This is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. What does it mean? I think it means that a woman is to learn quietly with full submission. I think that's what it means. Now, I have a daughter, baby, Autumn Grace. She is extraordinarily intelligent, extremely like hyper-articulate. And it very well could be that she has the gift of teaching. 
And if that's the case, I'm totally going to use the connections that I have in Christian publishing to get her opportunities to speak on the absolute biggest stages I can. Like, I mean, like I'm going to call up my friends at Lifeway students and say, like, I've got your huge speaker for this girls retreat. I've got, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call up Beth Moore and say, like, hey, I've got your, uh, I've got your collaborator. You know, I, I, like, I've got my baby girl who loves Jesus, who loves the Word of God, and she's going to be able to speak at women's events and things like that on larger platforms than I ever will in my life. But in the context of the church, this is God's instruction. A woman is to learn quietly with full submission. But Jesse, that was just that was just what God said for the church of Corinth. It was just for Corinth. It doesn't apply to Seattle today. If God were to tell us something, if you were to if you were to write a, a letter to you know, the first and second Seattleites or something like that, then it would, it would tell us that women don't have to learn in quiet submission. It would, it would even say that women could be pastors. It would even say that men should shut up in church. That's what it would say. If, if this is your argument, if you're arguing from an imaginary book of the Bible, you're not submitting to Scripture. If your whole case comes from an imaginary Bible book, you literally have no biblical case. This is just what the text says. So it's a simple matter of, is it the word of God or not, Christian? If you don't believe that this is the will of God, you've taken the first step down the slippery slope and you've lost the ability to then stand firmly on scriptural ground when it comes time to defend the rights of the unborn. In fact, what I'm describing is not overly dramatic. What I'm describing is the history of the PCUSA denomination. What I'm describing is the history of every church denomination that's ever forsaken scripture, and it begins right here, because we look at this verse, and we're like, ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, that's offensive to me. Ooh, that sounds indelicate to me. That sounds misogynistic. If that is the case, then you, you need to show bravery, Christian. I'm, I'm on a recording device right now, and I'm attesting that I believe this is the word of God. And I'm prepared to face difficulty because of it, but I would rather stay true to the word of God and be rejected by men than reject God's word to be accepted by men who are so fickle, by the way. Yes, it's true. Within the context of Corinth, you had some women who were temple prostitutes shortly before they were saved, and they got up and began teaching, like right away. And instead, they needed to learn. But as you're going to see very patently, clearly through this text, Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, appeals to the very natures of men and women dating back to the Garden of Eden. It is patently clear. And it wasn't just what he wrote to the church of Corinth. He wrote the exact same thing to the church at Ephesus. He wrote the exact same thing Peter did to the churches of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Bithynia, and Asia. It's not that this was God's design for the church of Ephesus and the church of Corinth and the church of all of Rome, and then today he's changed his mind and flip-flopped it. If you see anybody teach this passage and say, hey, maybe this means the polar opposite, that is false teaching. And if you've taught that, you need to repent. You need to repent. Humble yourself before the word of God. God would not call you to a ministry to defy his word. If you are defying the word of God, you're doing the will of Satan all the way back in Eden. If you're adding on to the word of God, the curses described in this book are prescribed for you. If you are altering the word of God, 
you have put yourself in opposition to God. Yeah, but Jesse, I was called to this. Called by whom? It wasn't God. This is what the text clearly says. I have immense respect for the women of God in our church. We are a complementarian church that behind the scenes, by the way, is, is, is logistically speaking, is run by women. Like all of the, all of the, 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 the leaders of the teams uh, uh, that make our church function, like without, without whom, like the whole thing would fall apart, they're all women. And I have immense respect for them. They, they read this word and they say, I believe that's the word of God. And so that's what I'm going to do in the context of the church. The one environment in which God says that it is a man to, who is to step up into the pastoral role to authoritatively interpret scripture for the gathered body of Christ is the church gathering. That is it. That's literally the one environment that, uh, in which men are told that they are to do this and women are called to learn quietly and in submission. Uh, in every other context, and have at it because women have the gift of teaching. There are women in the, in the Bible who have the gift of prophecy. Even in the church of Corinth, see uh, chapter 11, there were, were women who were praying and prophesying in the context of the church. He, he goes on to say that they should have head coverings as they do this, symbols of authority as they do this, out of consideration for angels. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So it's not that women don't have the gift of teaching, they don't have the gift of prophecy, but in the context of the church, when we gather, this is something that men are called to do, and this is what women are called to do, to learn quietly with full submission. I've firsthand seen it misrepresented that when Jesus was speaking with, uh, when he was at Lazarus and, and Martha and Mary's house, that Mary was just there at the feet of Jesus. Martha was busily going around doing other things, and then Jesus tells Martha, who is kind of nagging Mary. She's even trying to get Jesus to goad Mary into helping her with all the other stuff. Look, you've, you've been occupied with many things, but Mary's found the one thing. And that one thing was to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn what a God-honoring, blessed thing to do. This is a great thing to do. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing shameful about learning. There's nothing at all shameful about learning. This is a, a great and God-honoring thing. Men, likewise, I, mean, I think... <laughs> Every man but one does that, for that matter. <laughs> There's only one dude who's up there teaching, and he's, he's just answering a calling on his life. So, truth be told, this is God's will for women, according to verse 11, but it also affects literally every man in the church except for the one who's teaching. Where We're all really under this call to quietly submit and learn from the Word of God. How ironic it is, then, for someone to see chapter 2, verse 11, a woman is to learn quietly with full submission and then to loudly defy this exact verse. This is the most divisive issue in the church. This is it. This is the biggest landmine in the church world. And when it all shakes down, I want to be found on the side of God and his word. Any threats made to me or my family will be dealt with to the fullest extent of the law. I'm going to say what the text of God says. This is the word of the Lord. I believe it 